Chris Coast, best coast, bang gavel. Under I slumber, I settle in Seattle. If I go under the needle, tell the people draw the needles on good brothers, other brothers. Then my city beat the Beatles. My next two guests are both rappers from North Seattle. They just released a joint project called Mount Zonga. I'd like to welcome back Nathan Zonga and introduce Matondo. Since that 206 shit, want me put my goodies on. Hope you really listen as I try to put my city on. Here from the north side, put my weekends in the south. As about my city, let me tell you what my city about. Pulling string, Jimmy, purple haze, finna hit the spot. Gotta be careful, cause I know that sir makes a lot. You won't catch me slipping top, finna climb right to the top. All my niggas make it with me, cause see all we really got. Huh, and history is happening, there's no accident. We're supposed to make it clear. I told my mom I don't make it till I make it hit. It's my time till it's done and I got no fear, yeah. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today I'm with two very special guests. One returning guest, Nathan Zonga, and his brother, Daniel or Matondo, correct? Yep. Daniel Matondo Zanga. There we go. Is that your middle name, Matondo? Yep. Mm-hmm. Daniel, what does Matondo mean? It means thankful in Lingala. Oh, wow. Is Lingala the same as Congolese or no? Yeah, it's the lang- the main language that they speak in Congo, uh, Lingala in French. Wow. It's actually dope. to. You're the first, Nathan is the first guest. to. I did a online interview with him. He's the first one to do it in person right after that. Like, oh, wow. It's it's a full circle, you know? Full circle. And we're going to keep on working together later, I have a feeling. Yes. <laughs> it, it's it's really cool to be in this spot. Like, I think the pandemic is not going anywhere anytime soon. But I feel like <gasps> we can... Things are getting better, I feel like. Uh, yeah, like, like, the pandemic is still a thing for sure. But, like, I don't know. Everybody's getting vaxxed kind of right now. Yeah. Folks are sort of kind of... Like, shows are coming back. Like, you're seeing all these festivals coming yeah. back right now. I want to go to some of them. Like, um, do you follow Griselda at all? Yeah. Um, Conway just released his um lineup. He's gonna be in Seattle on October seventeenth. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Come to a Conway show. <laughs> my my trick is that if I know I can't get like the headliner like a Conway, maybe I could. I haven't reached out to him yet. But <laughs> if I know for sure I can't get a headliner, I'll go for one of the opening guests, and then. As soon as I get an interview with them, they'll be like, "Yeah, come to the concert." So I get a free ticket and an interview. Like that's what I was doing all before the pandemic. So, but bro, you're you've been doing a lot of interviews with like people who are going to become the Conways, become oh, the yeah. Kanyes, become the all sorts of big names type thing. Like you're building yourself up there. Yes, so. this community's dope. It's like a milestone <laughs> to get an interview here. Oh shit! Yeah, it's gonna be like this is the beginning of the Breakfast Club for Seattle. Come on, come on. <laughs> Speak it into existence. Hell yeah. And I just want to say congratulations, Nathan. Thanks. It's fucking enough video. <sighs> Thanks, man. That was like, we worked pretty hard on it over the summer and like just trying to figure out how we were going to put it out was fun for sure. But um, yeah, it's, it's been getting a lot of love as of late. And um, I think people sort of kind of like growing with me in the video. Do you feel like you can become like an actor now? That's the goal, bro. I'm trying to do uh I try to do movies. I'm trying to do uh commercials. I'm trying to do TV. Like I wanna like I did uh, musical theater when I was in high school and middle school, so like I've always Wow like wanted to blend that in. Wow. Is it like 
I've never, is it hard to be an actor? Because you hear that this is very not. I don't think it's that common, but you sometimes you hear like ordinary people become actors and become famous. Like, how hard is it to actually act in a music video or a movie? Um, I don't know. They made it pretty easy for me, honestly. Like they let me. Um, and with enough, like I sort of kind of like with a song that I wrote, like I sort of kind of know how to like, um encapsulate that for myself type thing so like it was like caleb gave really really good direction type thing i think it's just depends on the people who are around you just like affirming the shit that you are doing correct and mm -hmm. like giving you quick notes on the things that are like eh. and then just working from there i like working with other people so that's why like being on set was super super fun wow and matanda were you on set at all ever or? uh i showed up to a couple days but i saw like the first like rough of the video like probably like a month before it dropped and i was like yeah this is fire for sure and you included two songs which i thought was dope because when we talked um nathan when we talked back in october it was back in october now mm -hmm. that's crazy you were kind of saying how you want to turn over like a new leaf because everyone was kind of stuck in like the truce song but i think you did it perfectly by fucking using it as the beginning of the video and then transitioning to the new song no for sure because i'm um, like I truce is still truce still means a lot to me and like the message of that song is really important but like there is um I don't know I was growing up in those thought processes and like truce was the first song I put out by my like by the name Nathan Zonga wow. and um like I just wanted to say a little bit more and um I wanted people to grow with my thought process so it was cool that in the uh, short film that we made, we allowed people to grow with me. Mm -hmm. So with those many interviews that you ended up putting into the, the is it, do you want to call it a music video, a movie, short movie, short film? It's like a, it's like a short film slash documentary slash music video. Okay. I forget. I interviewed some other girl over the summer who did a similar thing where they like, were they got, they were part of this program where they were, they got interviewed from like the age 10 until they graduated college. Oh wow, was it like the School of Life project or the 5,000 Days project? It's something like that. Is that mm -hmm. what you did too? Or like where did mm -hmm. these? Yeah, I start. I started doing the School of Life project when I was um, in fifth or sixth grade. Wow. And um, they just interviewed me once a year since I was like 11. And um, yeah, I didn't, I hadn't seen any of those videos until we watched the, wow. the uh, <laughs> the video for the first time and I was just like oh man and then I watched all of my interviews too and I was just like oh man I like like the I had the opportunity to to watch myself grow and like catch an in catch an affirmation of like yeah you've been this person you can keep wow. being this person and grow wow that must be so crazy like when you watch some of those videos could you just go back back to that specific moment or like I remember saying this or um at first I the first time I watched it I didn't I didn't remember half of the, like, I was like, where did that come from? How did I? And then I watched it again, and I was like, I know what brought that wow. up. So it was, it was cool. And Matondo, have you done anything like that? or? Um, I'd say something as a short film, I don't think I have. But, like me, I was able to watch this as a viewer also, but, like, also someone who grew up and known those different type of Nathans in the film so like <laughs> I don't know I just think what Nathan was saying about how 
his thoughts and truths, he still agrees with them. But like over time, as he developed as a person, obviously his thoughts developed as a person. And I think that was the biggest thing that was portrayed in it. Wow. And are you, are, what is the age difference between you guys? I'm 22 and Daniel's 19 turning 20. Wow. 19, 20 in September. Oh, yeah. So I think in like one of the first little clips in the video, you were saying how you were like wrestling <laughs> with your brother or something. Or saying no, he was I was annoying. just like, yeah, I love my brother, but sometimes I want to choke him. And it's like, I don't know, bro. Like I was the most nervous to show the film to Daniel and my parents. Cause, and I was like, I don't know. I was like, oh, man, they're not going to fuck with this. They're not going to fuck with this at all. And then Daniel, I showed it to Daniel, and Daniel's like, yep, let's go. And I showed it to my parents, and they're just like, where did they get these videos from? Like, you drove me to these interviews. What are you talking about? <laughs> but, like, no, it was, like, I don't know. Like, Daniel's been, like, my best friend type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the same thing with this project. Like, it was super fun making all of these songs together, but, like, me and Daniel see things differently in certain lights sometimes. So it was like, we almost stopped making the project. We almost mm. cut it completely because <laughs> wow. we couldn't agree on a track list at one point. It's just <laughs> like, Daniel, what are you talking about? And he's like, Nathan, you don't know anything that you're talking about right now. And then we, we just let it chill for a couple hours. And then we look at it and it's just like, okay, wow. we're way better together than we are when we're fighting. So let's make it happen. And for the audience, this is, this is a follow-up interview, but also they just released a, uh... A new, do you call it an album, mixtape? I don't, is it an EP or a mixtape? Or uh, it's kind of an album, but like. I'm I'm going to go, I'm going to go with mixtape. It's a mixtape? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, dope. And what, what's the name of it? Mount, Mount Zonga. Zonga. Hell yeah. I've already listened to it like three or four times. I swear. We're definitely going to get into it. I want to break down just a few parts of this music video. I thought it was insane. Yeah, sure. Like, I've watched the music video multiple times, too. <laughs> or not yes. music video, short film, whatever you like to call whatever it. Whatever we, yeah. So, can we start, I want to, this part when there's, like, newspaper. It's like a, the director's cut. And like, one of those, like, Broadway films. Us, and we'll hate them, <laughs> and they'll hurt us, and we'll hurt us, and we'll hurt them. Then the fear, the hate, the hurt, is us all over again. So with this, I was just like wondering, what is the what is like the newspaper? Like it's definitely like a metaphor, I'm guessing. When everyone's like covered in the newspaper and they like you're like wiping away their blood and tears. Like, can you break that down for me? Um, Caleb came up with a lot, the majority of that. But wow. like, um, I would just say with the newspaper, it's just on some like the news has been worse and worse every day. Yeah. <laughs> or it seems like it. So, like, they only give us bad news and, like, all we are consumed of is the news and social media and that kind of stuff. So I feel like it was just a cool way to talk about um, everything that's going on currently and how they consume it. But, um, yeah, um, I wouldn't – I don't know how to describe the wiping of the faces and everything, but it's like you're searching for healing and yet – you keep on finding pain and like you don't know what the right type of healing is and um yeah um as someone who obviously didn't write the script or whatever like my perspective of it was like just thinking back to like june how like the very prevalent of the black lives matter movement how like even though awareness 
was is very important. Also, the traumatic side of it of being a black person just going through social media and just seeing that theme over and over again mm. like this is a double edged sword for sure for sure so when you when you wrote when you made this video how much of it was cuz you definitely made the song 100% mm-hmm. so was it a mixture cuz when i make like promo videos and i use songs it's sometimes the promo video has nothing to do with the lyrics it's just like the inspiration i get from the song itself and that's how mm-hmm. I make my promo videos is that kind of what was similar to the director or like how much did you have this how much say did you have in the visuals um so um we presented the songs I I showed Caleb the songs and um Caleb was just rocking with the songs a lot and then um he would just he we just go back and forth on the phone a lot of the time just on some like how do you think this idea would come across how do you think this idea would come across? What do you think this would mean to you? And like, I would, um, yeah, I would just be like, yeah, that means this to me. And I think we should go that direction or uh, that means this to me. I don't know if we should go all the way there. Mm-hmm. And then also fast forward to, what is it? 10, 10 minutes. Nolan. Yeah. One time to Nolan. Shout out Nolan. Give me like Chaz- Chadwick Boseman vibes in this vi- in this music <laughs> video, man. You look, you look like a star. So, I thought this was crazy too. Like how you think the the guy in like the mil- military suit is real, but he's not. That's so, the thing. I can be- you break that down too, bro? <laughs> when they, I watch the video and I think he is real. Still to this day, I watch it and I think he's real. Okay. But like. I don't know, like, I'd be having conversations <laughs> with people about it, and there's like, yeah, the phantom cop, and I'm just like, ah, man. I mean, I thought it was a real person. I thought you only you couldn't see it, and that's the thing. Wow. To a lot of, I think, um, yeah, to a lot of people, a lot of the times we'll be talking about things that are going on with policing and things that are going on with just racism in general type thing, and people try to make you look like a crazy person. It's mm. like that couldn't possibly be the case like that couldn't that isn't happening at all like i know it's kind of happening but it's not happening for the reasons you think it's happening so it's just like the like to some people that isn't a phantom cop that's just a cop that certain people refuse to want to see wow or like the police were protecting or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) wow that makes sense and i guess honestly that's pretty smart of the director like you want a music video you can talk about police violence but still that doesn't mean it's going to be something that is like deep, you know, even though fucking police violence is fucked. But like to have like a like ambiguous ending, that makes it deeper and more conversations. Everyone can go off on like what happens next. So he's in the like maybe down the road someone's gonna make a part two, either you're included or not, talking about what happened, Bro, you know? I would <laughs> I don't know. I don't wanna get like Cause you end in the police car and that's it just goes to blank after that, you guys humming together. <sighs> And that's the thing. It's like if it's a phantom cop, is the cop really humming with me? And mm. then the cop does eventually stop humming too. But I keep humming. Like, and I didn't ask the cop to join me to in the hum. Wow. But that's I don't know. cool. We're trapped together in the back of a cop car still. It was really well made. That's all I'm gonna say. Was there a certain reason that was because? When we did the interview in October, it seemed like you were like maybe a week or two out, maybe a month out. I was like, it's going to drop any day. And it ended up in January. I was like, was there pushbacks on when you were actually going to release it? Was the timing? Um, We um, 
because I thought we were going to put it out in November at first. <laughs> and then um, we were just like, oh, let's just build, um, let's just build momentum off of the song and build momentum off of the, um, like there's a lot going on. And it was election season two type oh, thing. So we were just yeah. like, oh, should we say this in the middle of the election right now? Or like say this during, like eventually we said it around the inauguration, I think. But like, mm -hmm. I don't know, we could have put it out whenever and it would have meant the same thing type thing but we were just trying to be strategic and when people might wanna wow there's a there's a lot of like different publicity going around with like a lot of seattle artists lately like during the election for say for say like the um when the martial law ban was trending because someone misspelled martial law <laughs> did you see that yeah that was so funny but it seems like a lot of artists are like whether it's purposeful or not like Seattle's starting to get a lot of recognition. And some of the publicity is bad too. Like the little Mosey thing that just happened. That's not good publicity at all. But it seems like Seattle's starting to get some eyes towards us. And then fucking Macintosh just getting signed, all this stuff. You, yeah, you see a lot of Seattle artists doing a lot of big things right now, man. I think a lot of the, um, and I think we're, we're working on becoming more unified in that because there's a lot of people from a, a lot of different sub areas type thing doing cool ass shit, bro. Like, um, like Katil, we already talked about earlier. Dempsey's crazy. Flipping uh, Isaiah, ridiculous. And I don't know if he's a better rapper than he is a basketball player, but that is one of the best basketball players I've ever seen. But, so it's like crazy. There's IB. There's Chandler Williams. Chandler Williams got the most buttery R and B vocals ever, bro. Chandler Williams is the prince of Seattle R and B. Come wow. on, slowly but surely. Wow. And I was telling Katil that I feel like it's like the North Seattle's time to shine right now. That's where like a lot of these artists are popping out of right now. Bro, I love the sound that's coming out of North Seattle right now, but South Seattle got some gems too, bro. Shout I'm out saying... um, Shout out Jean, shout out Jean, shout out Talea, bro. Talea. Oh, Talea. I need to get on the, the podcast. Best engineer. Yes, you do gotta get Talea over Dude, here. I'll get Talea for Who's, you, bro. Uh, P PMO Showtime, he's crazy. Uh have you heard of Brandon Marsalis? I think I've heard the name. I don't know if I've listened to this. Crazy. See, if we had, if we had like a Washington Olympics, like, but <laughs> like, where do you draw the line of like what's north and what's south, like, and what's central? Like, do we claim any of the central? Mm. Bro, I don't know, but like, Seattle's uh, huge, honestly. Seattle's a pretty big city type thing, and I think if we had more, uh, like, just more community, like, yo, we're all doing this shit, really. Intriguingly, yeah. right now, I think people sort of kind of get stuck, cl get clicky sometimes. Mm -hmm. But um, no, I think I think everybody's on their wave, bro. Like you see how big Travis is getting. Yeah. You see how big Paris is getting. You see, yes. Mosey exploded. Like everybody's like, it, it's not. I think Seattle Seattle's doing well. You know, I think it's doing well. Yeah. So Matondo, I don't know anything about your background. Whatsoever. The first time I heard your music is when you had a song "Glimmer" with Nathan. I don't know if you made music with him before that or anything. So, tell me how you got started in music. Um, well, when I was in the third grade, uh, my brother, older brother, had a laptop from school and there was a Garage Band on it, and I watched a YouTube video on how to make auto-tune in GarageBand. Oh, wow. And once I and figured that out. he's not talking out, about me. He's talking about our older brother. Yeah, he was uh, the one who got us both into music. There's four of you guys or something? Yeah, yeah there's, there's four. Okay. Three brothers, one sister. Mm -hmm. Then uh, once I figured out how to use auto-tune, I was like, wow, 
I sound like T Pain. That, that, <laughs> that was my mind process as a third grader. And I just kept on making songs. And like I have a song. I think my first song I ever made was called Tighter Than My Skinnies. <laughs> I remember that. And I was like, yeah, this song. This gonna be the one. It's over. <laughs> I'm tighter than my skinnies. <laughs> I remember over. that song. But like since then, I've just been blessed to make music with really cool people. Uh, like Nathan introduced me to two crazy producers, Cameron Devereaux, who's wild. Y'all gonna know the name of Cameron Devereaux. The name Cameron. And Devereaux, of course, Royce David, what one of my best friends, and like. Since then, I've been able to meet a bunch of different people from Seattle. Wow. And do you guys share a lot of the same connections, or have you guys each been able to make your own connections as well, or how does that work? We've each been able to make our own connections for sure, but, like, like on the baseline type shit, like, we started doing this shit around the same time. Like, wow. I started, because I went to middle school with Cam and Royce, and then we went to a theater camp, oh. and then we had to make a song for the talent show at the theater camp, and then... We went back to uh, to Cameron's house and we were using GarageBand and we made this random song, the hula hoop. And then I was like, <laughs> bro, Daniel gotta get on this shit, bro. So the next day, like uh, the next day, Daniel comes through and records a verse and it was just like from then on, wow. every weekend we were at the Cribs making music, me, Daniel, Cam, Royce, um, Akusima comes through, Jason comes through, Chandler, Chandler just comes more. Wow. Through that, met Katil, Isaac, et cetera. And this all happened in North Seattle, or did you guys ever take time like go down to Tacoma, Central this District? This is all wherever? North Seattle. It's all North Seattle, kind of, but like we were on the because we went to church at like New Beginnings Christian okay. Fellowship, so we were like. Is that the one that Justin Bieber goes to? Oh, that's no, that's flipping uh, Hillsong, I think. Hillsong, city okay. Church. Or City Church. He goes to City Church in L.A. Huh? No, he's, he has no. He has. There's one in yeah, Bellevue because Hillsong is. Uh, I think isn't it like re- re- regional, right? I don't know anything about yeah, church. He comes down to Washington too to go to the one in Bellevue. So wow. you guys, you guys are in, are you guys are Christian? Yeah. Okay, I have one question that's been bothering because I don't, I'm not really religious at all. I guess I was religious when I was little, but I don't even know if I was religious or versus just there's like kid camps at church. Yeah. So I recently watched The Passion of Christ. I haven't watched The Passion of Christ <laughs> since I was like seven. I've never watched it. Mel Gibson. It's it's a it's it's basically a two and a half hour movie of Jesus getting tortured. It's kind of nuts. Pretty wild. <laughs> but anyways, and then a few days later it was Easter, and I thought that Jesus came back to life and then just lived out his life. But no, like people say, when he was in that cave, he died. He was already dead in the cave and then ascended to heaven while he was in the cave. But don't you ascend to heaven as soon as you die? Like, I'm really confused on what happened to Jesus. I know it's all metaphors to some people. Some people think it's 100% real. To my understanding, he died. <laughs> and then... <laughs> Why you gotta say it like that? <laughs> what? I mean, I mean I, I, I'm not like some kind of Christian theologian type shit. Like, I sing at church sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And Hallelujah. I Man, you know the vibes. <laughs> glory, glory. But, um, like, I think, to my understanding, they killed man, put him on the cross on Friday. Wait, did he, they kill him and then put him on the cross, or did he kill no, him they, on they the, put him on the cross? cross. He died on the cross. Like, that's they put how a, that works. Like, they put a sword through him, man. Yeah, they, like, 
Yeah. Nails or something. Yeah, nailed him to the cross, and then he's sitting here like, wow, I have nails in my hands. This is painful. You got people throwing things at him, and you got homeboy come through with the spear like, yo, I'm going to make sure it, like, we all know this man is gone. And they just tortured him for a few hours. But um, to my understanding, they bring him to the tomb. He's chilling in the tomb, dead. I don't know where he's at. Is he in heaven? Is he in hell dealing with all of our sins since he died with our sins? I don't oh, know. Oh, shit. That's a good point. Then, like, when, on Sunday, and they, they, they went to the tomb. And obviously, if you die, your body's supposed to still be there. And they're like, where's the body? <laughs> right. Mary Magdalene's like, yo, where'd this man go? Like, where the body? <laughs> so, and then there's two Marys. I thought there was one Mary. So, there's Mary. That's there's his mom. Mary, his and mom, and then there's Mary Magdalene. And Mary prostitute? Magdalene was, yeah, Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. That is I so really, confusing. And she washed Jesus's feet at the Last Supper. I think. I really hope our pastor doesn't see this. We're just failing Bible class. No, I think we're pretty straight with the story, bro. Like we've been celebrating Easter for our whole lives. Wait, but you read you reread the Bible every couple months, right? That's what happens in church. You would hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what. Ha- <laughs> I mean, you should be reading your Bible all the time. I think. Wait, it's like 66 books. But they, Wait, there's 66? I thought it was just one book. It's chapters, bro. No, but like it's, there, there's... Like, it's chapters. It's a book of books, bro. Yeah, but the books ain't that long. No, there's chapters within the books. Yeah, the Bible isn't that... You've seen... Yes, a, it is, bro. You can hold a Bible in your hand. Then you're tweaking right now. It's books of books. It's a book of books. Like a poem book. No. Pretty much it's like we're going to get like the 45 best artists in the game together to show us their chapters. So it's like it's a not, comic book? It's not It's not like a comic book. I, I bet there is a Bible comic book. Though. No, but like each artist <laughs> makes their own interpretation or is it like Yeah, there's people who like tell the same story. Yeah. In the there there are people who tell like five like there's there like, are five different versions of the same story. Like I think uh, this uh, like Matthew, Mark, Luke and John all talk about how Jesus died, but like they all have just, their different It's different um, like testimonies. So he didn't, but the point is, he didn't just, like, leave the cave and live out the rest of his life. He didn't live out the rest of his life. I think he was on Earth for, like, 30 more days. So when he came back, he was on Earth for, like, 30 days, and he showed all of his disciples his scars, and he's like, yeah, I'm back. I told you I was coming back. Guess who's back? Back. But he didn't, like, have any kids. I don't think so. I don't think so, no. But he was hanging out with Mary Magdalene. (laughs) You can't just assume that he was smashing Mary Magdalene. What if she was just like the big homie? This is just so confused. I just, that's why I just stick to podcasting. (laughs) Let's let's get into your album, Mount Zonga. So, why Mount Zonga, first off? Mount Zonga. You know, earlier this year, we were talking about uh, what I was going to make my artist name type thing. And like, like change uh, your name. I was gonna change my name, and like a lot of people were pushing me to just make it Zonga. Mm. And I asked Daniel if I could do this, and Daniel said, "The audacity of you!" <laughs> I was gonna sue him. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> and my older brother said the same thing. He said, "No, you can't just make your name Zonga. There's <laughs> others of us." And I'm just like, "This is facts." And wow. I am Nathan Zonga because I have all these people around me. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I had the random epiphany because we were just make like. What's a ram epiphany? A random epiphany. Oh, I think said random epiphany. Okay, got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just like, wow, we... And we used to go to leadership camp. We used to be going to leadership camps because we both did ASB in we high were, school. We were both ASB presidents. There we go. Flex, flex, flex. 
But within, <laughs> uh, yeah, we used to go to like Mount Adams Leadership Camp and like Mount the, whatever type Mount thing. Mount Triumph, gang. You want the Mount Triumph? I Where's want the Mount, Mount Triumph? Sip, Sispis Landing Center, same spot. In Randall, Washington. In Randall, Washington. Yeah, we used to go over there. Yeah. So we just, where the was, fuck is Randall, Washington? This is it's a further. Few hours back. <laughs> I, I hear about so many different like cities or towns in Washington. I've just never this heard. This is of. further. Like, I think it's east. Oh, I, would, I think. I don't know directions, so you can say it's north, and I'll be like, okay, yeah, yeah that makes I sense. Feel but... it. <laughs> no, there's a lot of cool towns out here that it's just like Leavenworth is one of my favorite places. And oh so no, I hate Leavenworth now. I went to Leavenworth <laughs> a month ago, and I've been on this phase of where I only I want to find the best chicken and waffles place and for some reason and you thought Leavenworth was gonna do it for you <laughs> I, I went to Leavenworth they charged me 18 bucks for a tiny chicken like thing that you'd find at like a school lunch and then like an ego waffle and it was 18 bucks I just don't know where what you thought you were getting when Oh man, you're right. I, but what's what's? I don't even know any good German food. I know wiener schnitzels or hot dogs or something. Bro, I was talking to about to my homie about this the other day. But like, what is American food? Because like most food is like from. I mean, I'm assuming like, you immediately say burgers and hot dogs, but aren't both of them from Germany? Wow, I think American food is just food that we take from other countries and make it our own. I don't know if we have an actual melting pot. Oh yeah, there we go. Quotations. Maybe like Maybe Twinkies. Potato chips. Twinkies, yep. Did we make potato chips? That sounds Maybe. like some shit we would do. I've never looked. We need to look on a soda. bag of potato chips and be we like, made, made in the USA. I'm sure soda was from somewhere else, bro. Mm-hmm. America's kind of new. Maybe that's why people have been making food and eating food for centuries upon centuries. Wow. America is like, what, 250? Facts. I don't think it's 250. Slavery was 400 years, bro. When was it? Seventeen seventy six. So like that's like two twenty five. Something like that. No, two fifty. Yeah. Two wait oh. years or yeah, America's been a thing for like two hundred forty some years. Wow. No, I'm tweaked. No, no, three <laughs> three forty something. Wait, how long was like? I thought, but slavery was, was a long thing. For, the slavery, slavery was four hundred years. America wasn't America when slavery started. It wasn't officially America. Is Britain or something? Was it? We were still it was still Britain. Britain. Yeah. yeah. What you mean? This, this is a history lesson. Can I look this lesson. up right now? <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, is you're it, allowed to. The use. Declaration of Independence. Seventeen seventy-six. Not... Oh my God! I was at um, I was like a field trip in Washington D.C. And you're not supposed to take pictures of anything there, like in the museum oh, or whatever. You're right. This this guy in the tour group took a picture of the fucking Declaration of Independence. <laughs> It's like, how did you not get in trouble for that? Take a selfie with that thing. Because, <laughs> like, the light of your phone or whatever could disintegrate the paper or something like that. What? Imagine being that dude, though. Yeah. That the- <laughs> did you see that thing about, like, the guy who sell- who's buy- trying to, like, an NFT can, they're trying to destroy, like, a Basquiat photo or something. Oh, shit. If he buys an NFT, like, if they purchase the NFT or whatever. Yeah, but they didn't sell it to him anymore because he said he was going to do it. That's fire. What do you guys think of NFTs? Have you guys thought about that at all? I haven't uh, tapped into the world as well honestly, as I should because money yeah. is money. But I've been trying to convince my friends, you know, like, let's do Because right now, obviously, we're not all financially there. But, like, if we created a Slowly pool surely. and we all just, like, group bought some NFTs, 
<laughs> it could go up. <laughs> I was I just was listening to this podcast. Oh, I think it's called Rainbow Brain School. I'm about to have him on the podcast in a few weeks. His name's Ramin Nazer. He's like the host. I'm probably butchering his name. He's this Indian guy. He's dope. And he had this guy on this podcast, and they were talking about, like, people are actually upset about NFTs, not because you're making money, but because I guess NFTs cost a lot of energy and the carbon footprint behind making a JPEG that only one person can own versus if you're posting a JPEG online on Google, everyone can see it, so it kind of mm-hmm. evens out. But for someone to own all that energy just for a single picture, I, I would never have thought but about that. I actually That's doesn't true. think it makes sense because like when you buy the NFT, it has the preview of the photo. Can you just screenshot it then? You can. We all have screenshots. Like some <laughs> like the NBA's doing like NFTs of like highlights. Like LeBron like James dunks. You can't dunks, go to YouTube and watch his highlight. You can't. It's just like it's a flex. It's like you can't actually <laughs> buy a star, but you can have like, yeah, this is my star. It's the same thing, you know? So but, is buying stars stupid? Oh, you're going to meet the star? You would, can <laughs> you use the star? Can you wear this? What can you do with the star? You'd probably die because it's so hot, right? You can sit there and be like, hey, this star is named after me. My homie named it after me. Hey, this highlight's mine. Same thing. Like, what what can he do with a star? <laughs> I don't know if NFTs are going to be a fad or what. And But they don't all have to be just pictures. They can be, like, videos, too, or something. Yeah, people are doing albums, NFTs. Uh, yeah, if Lil Wayne drops an NFT album, I might have to but like they get that. If Lil but Wayne, like if I can still stream it on Spotify, not. They, but, but they're making some it people, so you can't. Yeah, some people are only doing like that's the only way I think it works. Some people are doing exclusive albums only, like three copies Lil Wayne album, highest bidder, three highest bidders. That's so. Fa- that's like the uh, Wu Tang album. Yeah, the Wu Tang album that uh, never saw what's light. What's the dude? Uh, uh, Martin Shkreli. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He bought the w- one copy of the Wu Tang album. Wow. For like a mil. I think it was a lot Holy more than a Holy shit. Yeah. It's crazy. I like Wu-Tang as much as the next guy, but I, I don't really have a single Wu-Tang song just in my playlist at this point. Word. I like them, and I'll listen to them. Cream. But... Get, get, the, get the money. I feel like... Oh, Lil Wayne has a better version. Have you seen the... Have you heard the Lil Wayne cream version? <laughs> I have not heard oh, the Oh, my like God. Saying, he goes off. I feel like saying Lil Wayne has a better version is foul, but like me, as a young person, like Lil Wayne's my guy. <laughs> But there's gonna be someone. Sure, that's watching Lil Wayne this. means a little bit more to me than a lot of. Yeah, the there's gonna of be Wu-Tang someone watching this. Little Wayne's worked with all of Wu Tang at this point too. Little Wayne is the best artist of all time. Oh, he's the he greatest. He got signed at eight years old. Who he's, the fuck he's is? The, <laughs> he's the greatest rapper of all time. Eight years old being signed. Wait, 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 wait. At that's my funny. in my room, bro, I'm dead. I'm making the poster right now. I have the lyrics to Six Foot Seven. All like stanzas. Oh, I'm gonna put it up on my wall. The bars in that song, I Paper lost my Chaser. mind. It's somewhere out there stranded. <laughs> paper Real G's moving. Silence. Like Tell that paper, look, I'm right behind you. Like, what? Bars. Imagine, though. Imagine being eight years old. You, that's before you even started. You were starting in third grade. Imagine being eight. And signed. Signed. Right. Not right, just releasing yeah. your first song. Being signed. Signed. Baby Mike, though. Yeah, that's just... With his brothers, too, man. Or the fucking... Rappers are signing their kids too. Like, have you seen like fucking DJ Cal? Oh my god, DJ Cal's new album's actually. I saw I got signed. It's insane. I haven't listened to it. I only some of the songs are fire. Yeah, he has his first song comes out. Jeremiah and Lil Wayne, and Jeremiah just came out of being like fucking in COVID. COVID shit. I mean, Jeremiah almost died. Yeah, Yeah. 
And then he comes on DJ Khaled's album. DJ Khaled's not underrated, but at the same time, he is. Like his. I just want a documentary because, like, literally, I think DJ Khaled is like the definition of a rap all star game, and it's a milestone. I think if you're a certified rapper, like, yeah. I think one of like I made it if you've been on a DJ Khaled album. Yes, that's 100%. I have one thing. I, I want to hear your guys' opinion. I don't, I might be the only person who doesn't, but I don't really enjoy Little Baby at all. And oh, he's supposed, oh, he's supposedly like the biggest artist. He, okay, I'll tell you this. At first, I was like, I don't know, I don't know. But that song, Everybody, I'm Fly to Air, and he just keeps spitting. I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like, he's like, to me, he's just like the newer version for the new generation. A future. Of, I think he's the newer version of Wayne. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm yeah. leaving. I'm leaving this podcast. Bro, I'm, <laughs> I, bro oh, Lil Wayne even said it. You just like. Does he have a song with Lil Baby? He probably does. Lil, he does. Bro, he does. I'm some of sure. those songs, bro, like the feature he did on that Drake song. Like I'll he, give him. I'll give him the Yes Indeed song, and that's it. Yes Indeed is hilarious, and that's the first no, song not, I heard from him. That was just like this is. No, I'm talking going. about the new Drake song, uh, Wants and Needs. Wants and Needs goes to. He was going in he, on that. Uh, he bodied that Drake. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word? Body? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Bodied. Bodied? Yes. I think Drake was spinning. But what's, he was. What's so That's appealing? Crazy. What's appealing That's about cute. Little Baby? He sounds as. He's as he, there might be auto tune, there might not. I can't tell. And he's it, like but mumbling. It's just, it's it's just vibe. Tune. It's just a vibe. Bro. How is it a vibe? It what sounds you mean? Like, like. He'd be throwing some slick lines out but there. Imagine, bro. like, people. If were, I could understand them, I'd be like, oh shit. People. But people were probably saying that about Wayne. Like, it's just a generation gap, you know? People were definitely saying this about Lil Wayne. He has an accent, but he pronounces his words better but than like, Lil Baby. But, like, there's some kid at 10 years old. There's a 10-year-old right now. It's just like, what What are you talking about? Lil Baby's crazy. There's people that Yeah, have, because they fucking play Fortnite. Which, and they're that like, was, that's what they were talking well, about like, with us. That's like With us, like, yeah, look at Half them. a billion people playing <laughs> Fortnite listening to Lil Baby. I just don't understand what makes him, like, one of the most highest paid artists in He's the world. He's a really right good now. artist. How, though? He I mean, got bars. QC knows what they're doing. Yeah. I, I'm not I'm saying- I'm from the four, but I love me a three. So that's a bar. <laughs> that's a bar. <laughs> that's not that new, though. That's a bar. Like, anyone could have said that, though. I'm saying but, like, like- But he did. But he did. <laughs> I just don't know. I just don't really- he's, I like all music. I just I like especially hip hop, but there's nothing appealing to him in my opinion. Well, you no, just gotta my, go back. My, but oh, I get that he- When I first heard Gunna and Baby, I was like, oh man, they sound too much like Thug. And then I listened to more and more songs, and it was just Dude, like, Dude, no, Gun is one of those artists that's big but fucking flops. Have you seen his album? His album's flop, but he's associated with Young Thug, so he's still up there in the charts. Gunna, his album's literally flop. I don't think it's flop, but I just think because- I mean, compared to what his, he his albums from, are doing to mine currently, it's just like, but I, I hope I don't think it flops, but like compared to like Lil Baby, because they're both, like I feel like their careers are like together, and Lil Baby, if not Young Boy- or is the leader of like yeah, young that, boy does crazy, crazy YouTube numbers. Yeah, but why? I just don't get it. <laughs> well, is but I listen to a Nathan Zonga or Matondo over a like, little baby any day. But like, bro, and thank you for that. But like, they're still hard. Like, no, boy, yeah, there's yeah. not a single song where I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, well, guys. You, just, you know what? Just, this is actually a song. No this song is good. I'll give no it to sense. them. No permanent. What? I'm sorry. Like, they're still hard. They're still hard. They're all hard, bro. No. Look, my top five new rappers, like, uh, my top five new rappers from, like, that era, in no order, you have to put Baby, you oh. have to put Wild Wave, Roddy Rich, 
I kind of like Roddy Rich. I'm not really a huge Rod Wave. Uh, I'm not really a g- big to baby guy. I like I like to baby's personality, but I don't really like him as I don't none of these artists I really like. The baby is bold. I like that like, he. Uh, uh, that's just like just a generation like, gap like, right there, man. It's not a generation gap. I enjoy new art. I'm always in the search like, for what's, new artists. Okay, what's your what's your definition of new artist that you enjoy? Like a new like Fuck. popular artist. Let's go. Now you're putting him in the spot. See, out a there, new like popular artist that he enjoys. It sounds like he enjoys Nathan Zonga and Daniel Zonga. Yeah, of course. Never could go. Let's get back to this place. album. Mount <laughs> 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 Zonga, right, guys? So. Glimmer, it's on your project. I forget the name of Natropolis. Yeah, welcome two. to Natropolis three. Three, and three. it's also on this album, mm-hmm. Mount Zonga. What was the choice behind that? And then you made a Glimmer part two as well. Um, I remember last year when we were finishing uh, Natrop three, I was jump roping outside to Glimmer with my giant speaker on. Oh wow! And then Daniel's like, "Whoa, what is this? Jump rope?" Yeah, but I no. I, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, when did you make this song? And I was just like, you know, like, oh yeah, Josh made the beat. And he's like, no, send me this instrumental right now. And then I sent him the instrumental. I went to do something, and I came home, and he put his verse on it already. Type thing. It was like wow. I had been home, like I had been gone for like two hours, and I came back, and he had already murdered the entire song. Yeah, and then take. like flipping, um, yeah, and that was like. We put out Natrop 3 around this time last year, and we were like, oh, we could probably make a joint tape mm. maybe in December. So yeah. I was like, oh, man, because it sort of kind of started off of this wave, like we should probably put it on the project. It's so crazy to me that I still think last year is 2019. It's, it's <laughs> 2020 was a blur. Yeah, 2020 went by like that. 21's going by like that. And the older we get, the more these years are just going to be like, mm. And that's just how life we're every works. 50 in this studio. I'm just gonna be chilling, talking about tunes. So with part two, wait, actually, before we get to part two, was this the first song you guys? This isn't the first song you guys put out together on a project, Glimmer. On a, I mean, I have Daniel on my albums. I think you were on, you were on Natrop two. What's that? Bark. You were on Natrop two. You were on Natrop one. But um, I was on Natrop one. I don't think you were. Yeah. But um, I don't think I'm on any of your albums. Wow, what a good brother you are. <laughs> you know what? why? There's been ten different songs that Nathan was supposed to feature on, and Nathan never completes a verse. Name them. Name them. Everything. Okay. Yeah, oh, everything. Right, I know that right, song. That was yeah, a good song. Yeah, he did, he, he <laughs> was right. supposed to be. I did write a verse for that. I just never really like finished it or recorded you it. You didn't record. It. There's a studio in our house. Like. Yeah. That was on me. Oh, you have a studio in your house? That's pretty Kind of, yeah. Kind of. Definitely <laughs> made during quarantine, you know, those uh, Zoom uh, studio sessions. You got a laptop, yeah. a mic, a focus right. Focus right. And a yes. flipping uh, speakers. You don't even need speakers. You can have headphones, but shout out to speakers. Hell yeah. So then Glimmer Part 2, how did that come to be? So if you heard the song on Natrop 3, uh, Finger Paint, uh, the end, Nathan uh, does a... Refra- uh, a reprise. Reprise of the Glimmer Hook. What's a reprise again? I've seen it on albums all the time, but I don't this really. Is, it's kind of like theater, like too, when they like do a different version of the same song that they did earlier in the movie, uh, earlier in the play, to uh, uh. to uh, just reemphasize something or further take you along. I think of Frank Ocean when he had the reprise, yeah. and on the reprise he had fucking Andre 3000. Some of that I can see under the shirt of an <laughs> exactly. Some of that when I go there. 
solo that when I I don't get high no more. When I Geronimo, I just don't. Eh, eh. That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, uh, for the reprise on the second album, it was just the hook. Then it just fades out. Then I was like, nah, that beat's too fire not for someone to rap on. So I texted the producer, Josh Osborne, O'Byrne. It's crazy. He's a fire producer. Is it produced all by one? Yeah, Daniel started like five out of seven of the tracks and sent them to Josh to finish. Mm-hmm. And then um, Josh had two that he had already did. Wow. Yeah. So you, Matano produces. Do you produce at all, Nathan? Or? Kinda. Like, Daniel can actually sit there on Ableton and make his old beat. Like, okay. I just be, most of the time, I just be stacking vocals. And, like, I'm really hands-on in the studio just on something. Like, I think the drum pattern can go like this. I think the mm. snare pattern can go like this. Oh, I don't like this sound. But My like, best friend, uh, my best friend, Royce David, uh, he's a producer. So, like, literally when we hang out, it's just him making beats. And, like, I feel like from, like, the four years of me just staring at his laptop, I was like, yeah, I kind of understand how to. Oh, push wow. these buttons. So you're like a visual learner then? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's dope. And there's, so there's seven tr- tracks. Is that just because you wanted something, a short package to deliver to the audience? Or was like, are you guys into like sequencing or anything like that? We're definitely really into sequencing. Um, we we were arguing for days about how the uh, track list should go, but like we ended up coming up with something that we both agreed with and we both liked a lot. Mm. But um, I would say, um, what's the question again? One more time, sorry. Just like what? What was the? Was there a certain reason why it was seven tracks versus thirteen? Or I mean, there's like we still have songs that are sitting in the vault Ooh. that we could that we were thinking about, but it was just like oh, I think these are the closest right now. And like I don't know, it's a quick listen. Like it's seven songs, twenty two minutes. So mm-hmm. like we didn't want to like I think for our first thing, we didn't want to necessarily like give you a whole hour right. just because like we wouldn't. I don't know if. You would hope just with the um, people's attention spans nowadays type thing that they would listen to a whole album from somebody that they don't know like that, like that yeah. for an hour. But um, right now you just got to yeah. give them a quick tidbits. And is this more like a volume thing? Like is this volume one? Or is there going to be like a volume two? Or are you going to we'll do like another? do this again. This is my brother type thing. And he's one of yeah. the best artists in the city. So I'm like, oh, oh yeah. make music with Daniel as long as Daniel wants to make music with me. You guys remind me of 24 Hours and Made in Tokyo. <laughs> They're probably the same. Hell yeah. I, w- I was going to ask if you guys like follow like Chance the Rapper and Taylor Bennett, but I feel like you guys are definitely more like a Made in Tokyo. Because mm. Chance, which was crazy about him, not a l- I guess Taylor Bennett has a following, but it's definitely not as big as Chance's. And like, in an interview, Chance was like, until Taylor made it on his own, I wasn't going to do a single feature. So he waited for like, two of Taylor's albums to actually get some success before he featured on a single song. I was like, damn, that's tough love. <laughs> I hear that, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't, like, I, I think I'm the best type shit, but, like, I don't know. Daniel's one of the hardest artists mm. that I know, so it's just, like, any opportunity I get to make music with Daniel, it's like, yo, it's going to be easier. And you guys ended this, you ended the project with Greatest in Seattle? That yeah. was... Yeah, Greatest City, bro. Seattle's, greatest, it was... We love Seattle. Perfect ending. You guys went off on that. See, town, what's up? Daniel on the beat, bro. (laughs) Daniel went crazy on all those beats. You guys wrapped your asses off on that. Literally, one of my best friends, Addie, she sat me down and watched Hamilton. And, like, because (laughs) Nathan, Nathan's a musical theater guy. Me, that's just not my vibe. So, like, 
especially Hamilton's three hours. So I was like, ah. Oh, shit. But, like, she literally sat me down, like, nah, you got to listen to this. Then when I heard uh, the greatest in the world, I was like, yeah, this is crazy. Wow. Then literally chopped that up. We only made the first part, like, just happen. Then after I watched Hamilton, I showed Nathan Hamilton. And just during that, I was like, yo. And I just made the second part just to make it. And I was like, yo, this is kind of crazy. Mm. Have you guys have you guys seen the um, Hamilton remixed when it's yeah. just all the rappers? That yeah. was pretty mm-hmm. dope. Andrew Day's song on there is crazy. Hell yeah. So we're a little short on time, so let's do some... Um, Nathan's already given advice before. We don't need any more of your advice. <laughs> let's go with Matondo. What is some advice that you have for up-and-coming artists, creators, influencers? I'd say my advice would be just no matter what, just keep creating. Like, just because you're a rapper doesn't mean doesn't mean you can only create with rapping. If you're just stuck somewhere and you have a pen and paper, just doodle a little bit. Just keep creating no matter what. And at the end of the day, you're always going to find people that want to create with you. It might not be the same people, but you're always going to find someone who wants to create with you. Hell yeah. And what is the easiest way for everyone to reach you guys? Uh, At Young Matondo. Uh, young, regular, Matondo, M-A-T-O-N-D-O. 206. No, um, <laughs> you don't um, give out our number. <laughs> Tom? Uh, my name is Nathan Zonga, aka Tropo, aka no, but flipping. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can follow me at Natropolis, N A Y T R O P O L I S. There we go. Everyone, go stream Mount Zonga. Go watch Enough by Nathan Zonga. Both phenomenal. Daniel got his mixtape coming out this summer. I got an album coming out this summer. Ooh, I'm excited. Yes, sir. Summer's right around the corner. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the NAS podcast with Matondo and Nathan Zonga. <laughs>